0: Welcome to the Energy of Podcast. My name is Stephanie Lianos and I'm a light worker, an energy healer and a soul mentor. My intention with this podcast is to show you all how to access the infinite potential within you by exploring the practices, modalities and habits that transcend you beyond the limitation of the human experience. By tapping into the multidimensional aspects of our existence, we are given the opportunity to co-create a life of magic, freedom and joy, a life beyond our wildest dreams. On this podcast, I will be sharing with you the tools to connect you with your higher self, your soul and the divine guidance that exists within the spiritual realm. I want to give you the codes that allow you to heal your life from the inside out, access the wisdom that lies deep within your soul and to align your energetic frequency with whatever it is you desire in this lifetime. This podcast is a portal into the deepest corners of the subconscious, into the layers beneath the logical mind. I want to empower you to master your subconscious ecosystem so you can live in a constant state of magnetism. There is so much more to this world than what meets the human eye. And it is my mission in this incarnation to show you that you are beyond human. You are light. You are energy. You are infinite. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the very first episode in the Energia podcast. I am so excited to finally be sharing this podcast. I tried to create one last year and I totally rushed it. So the whole thing just corrupted and taught me a very important lesson about rushing. And now this um, second Attempt at the podcast has been many months in the making and to be able to finally share this with the world is honestly so exciting and such a dream come true for me. I never thought in my life I'd be the type of person to record a podcast, but it just really shows what can happen for you and what possibilities lie in your soul, in tapping into your innate gifts into your soul gifts and doing the healing work to peel back all the layers of you that are not your true self and It's really a beautiful testament to all the work I've been doing on myself over the past like five to seven years. And yeah, I'm just super excited to to be here today. And if you haven't met me before, you haven't worked with me before, my name is Steph. I live in Sydney, Australia, by the beach. I own a beautiful business called Energia. And I am an energy healer, a spirit channel and mentor. And through my work, I help people and businesses overcome the blocks, standing in the way of them reaching their highest expression, helping connect them with their soul purpose and gifts. I translate divine guidance from spirit. I read the Akashic records. To healing traumas, working deep in the subconscious to reprogram limiting beliefs and conditioning. And I literally just want my clients to live their best, most aligned life, feel free, feel abundant and show them how to become a vibrational match for literally anything and everything they desire in their life. And I feel so lucky and blessed to do this work. And getting here has been such a goddamn journey for me, but now I can truly say I am living my purpose and I wake up every single day so excited to just be alive, be a spiritual being, having a human experience and get to share this work with people because there is nothing more rewarding to me than working with someone who finally realizes what they came here to do, what brings them joy, how to unlock infinite abundance in their life and just how to move through life with ease and flow and surprise. It's yeah, it's truly an honor to do that one-on-one and now to be able to share this on a wider scale with the platform is just fucking epic. So thank you so much for being here and for joining me. It really is a very special time for me in the moment um, at the moment in my business, so I opened my business last year, and about three weeks weeks ago, I felt a really strong pull to close down my bookings, stop taking new clients, and just take a pause, time to really. Reevaluate the offers that I'm putting out there and making sure that my business is in complete alignment with where I'm at right now. I have changed so much since last year. I have learned so much. I have done so much work on myself and unlocked some very fucking epic soul gifts connected with gifts from my past lives and opened up psychic channels that were not available to me before, which has also really changed um, and evolved the way that I work. So it's really important to me to be a being that lives in alignment that everything that I put out into the world and every person that I call into my world is in alignment with my unique truth at that time. And being a reflector in human design, we are unattached beings. It is in our energy type to consistently change things up. We are just meant to flow with life, flow with what arises within us. And we can't over identify with certain things. We can't get attached to things because that's when we get stuck. That's when we feel stagnant. That's when our life becomes a reflection of our not self theme of disappointment. So, For me, as a reflector, my self theme is living in surprise. So just really surrendering to what comes up in my body, what comes through divine guidance and taking action on that and then allowing the universe to fill in the gaps and show me the direction that I have to go, have to go into next. And it is through this process that I've been able to create this business, grow my business and honestly, even create this podcast because this came through to me as a thought I had never thought of it myself. I had never considered myself as someone that would make a podcast, but it was this recurring thing that I couldn't ignore. So I've had to lean into that and allow the process to surprise me. And yeah, it really has so far because creating the podcast is something that has been bringing me so much joy that I could have never imagined feeling this way about doing this. So it's really a testament to leaning in to what comes up in the body and honoring my unique truth, even if um, it surprises me with what it's saying. And so many people have reached out to me since I posted about closing my bookings and just surrendering to this process and asked me like, how the fuck are you doing this? How are you surrendering to the process of closing down your main income portal and also not even knowing how long you're going to be doing that for? And it's true. It is such a leap of faith for me because my business is my only form of income. Me closing my books and not taking bookings and letting go of my old tried and tested offerings, which I know are fucking incredible, is me just completely dropping in, trusting that I will be supported during the process and trusting that what is going to come through after is going to be incredible. It's not going to take fucking ages for it to come up. And that it's going to be a really um, powerful and potent offering for me being of service to people and also be um, an important resource for me to make money from. So I am really in the backseat right now. I am just kind of chugging along for the ride and Luckily, things have really started dropping in, especially actually this morning, which is super, super cool. Um, But it's been really difficult to not rush the process, not create things out of fear, not jump the gun and just try and put something out just to make some money that maybe isn't in alignment with me. And it feels really fitting to do a podcast about leaps of faith because yeah, right now I'm so deeply in one. And I think that talking about this process And all the nuances of it is so, so important because I don't think that most, I guess, mainstream manifestation teachings really go into all the details and of taking a leap of faith and just actually how fucking scary it can be and all the things that are involved in it. Happening in a way that is not going to completely dysregulate you and make you feel lost and like you have no idea what the fuck is going on. I think one of the biggest reasons that I feel so confident doing this and I feel like it's so necessary to do it even though it doesn't make logical sense is that if we suppress our unique truth, if we suppress what we want and what we desire and what is in alignment for us, We cannot be an energetic match for the things that are in alignment with us that do support our unique truth. If we suppress our own unique truth and we don't make changes in our life and move away from things that don't feel good to us anymore, then we can only attract more things in our life that reject our truth, that suppress our truth, that aren't in alignment with us. And this is when life starts to feel really, really, really hard. The process between making the decision to take the leap of faith and sitting through that recalibration process can be quite uncomfortable, but then there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Whereas if we're too scared to take that jump or we're unable to take that jump, the feeling of being... Permanently misaligned is far, far worse than the feeling of temporary discomfort. And so, this is definitely not my first rodeo in taking a leap of faith. I have done this many, many times in my life. So, it makes this one feel a lot easier, as I guess it's not the biggest leap I've ever taken, but it definitely still feels very significant to me. And I feel like I've got the formula for taking a leap of faith down pat. So, I want to start at 23 years old. This is when I took my first leap of faith. I was working at a very well-known energy drink brand in the headquarters. I had a really, really fun job. I was like fucking killing it on the outside, making really good money. I was getting flown overseas, like business class, absolutely living, going to parties, organizing festivals, like sporting events, like the world I was in at that time was super fun and I was stoked because I felt like I was so young and I could not believe that I had got this job at such a young age and I was loving it for a while there and I think the thing that really made me love it more was people being like oh my god that's so cool that you're doing that my parents were stoked every time I would tell people what I did they'd be like that is so cool that is such a sick job and I'd be like yeah yeah, you know, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I love it. And then when I started to not love it, I started getting really confused. I'm thinking, why don't I love this job? Everyone is telling me that this is epic. My parents are proud of me. The money is really good. Like I should be so grateful and excited that I'm here. Like I'm 23. I've set myself up for life and I kind of tried to suppress that voice, which I now know to be my intuition and just kind of ignore it and get on with it. And when the shininess of the job began to wear off, began to wear off, I was sitting in front of a computer from like eight o'clock to 5.30 every day. I was commuting one and a half hours each way. I was looking around at the office and everyone was stressed the culture while sometimes really fun was honestly like super stressful. It was a very masculine environment. And I started thinking this cannot be what life is about. This cannot be what we are here to do. There has to be more than this. And when that voice of my intuition got louder, I just started thinking, oh, I'm so ungrateful. Oh, I've got anxiety. Oh, there's something wrong with me. I wasn't at that stage yet able to understand that that voice was trying to tell me something. I just ignored it and pretended that it didn't exist, which made me feel even worse to the point that I was waking up so miserable. That voice was so loud. And because I just thought there was something wrong with me, I tried to suppress it. I'd be crying in the car on the way to work. I would be staring at the clock every hour, wishing the day was over. And I just kept having this recurring thought like, this does not matter to me. This is not valuable. I just don't feel like I'm contributing anything. I want to help people. I just wanted to help people, but I didn't know how to do it. And I really realized this isn't for me. And maybe it's okay that I don't want to be in this position, even if everyone else is going to think I'm a fucking idiot for quitting. One day, I remember I was driving home. The traffic was so bad. It was like a beautiful afternoon outside and my friends were like at the beach and I just wanted to be there so bad, but I was stuck in traffic. And I went home that night. I wrote a resignation letter. I took it into work the next day, gave my 30 days and I felt so much relief. But people around me were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you serious? Do you really want to do this? Do you know what you're giving up? Like, look at the position that you are in. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I've got a safety net. I've got some money to hold me over. And that was really keeping my nervous system regulated and in place. Like I had no idea about nervous system regulation back then. But just knowing that I had a little bit of money to hold me over was that thing that allowed me to stay really certain in that decision. And I just kept saying to myself, I will figure it out. I will figure it out. It's going to be okay. I had this deep knowing that it was going to be okay. And I had a 30-day notice period. It was on the 29th day that I found a job in a completely different industry, working by the beach, working like really chill hours with the amount of money that I needed to keep paying my mortgage and like living. And it was in that moment that I was shown that when we leave something that no longer feels good to us, or that is no longer in alignment with us, and we chase and move into what honors our unique truth, the universe will catch us. The universe caught me and proved to me from that day that you don't have to do things that are not in alignment with you. You don't need to be miserable. And there's nothing wrong with you when your intuition begins rejecting something that everyone else thinks is perfect for you. That is a unique message that needs to be decoded so you can move into a life that feels good for you. And what I really understood from that time, those last few months in that job, is what feeling and living out of alignment was like. Ever since then, anytime anything in my life begins to feel that way, I know that it's because it's not in alignment with my unique truth. So I will take the leap to change it. And I've done this so many times now that this leap I'm taking, you know, it's not as big as completely leaving a huge job, in incredible opportunity, but because I have proved to myself with repeated action that this type of decision always ends up in something fucking Amazing. It has made it so much easier to chase a life that lives in alignment, that chase a life that is in alignment with me. The first thing that I realized when I was taking that first leap of faith is that we are not meant to live a life that we hate. We don't have to stay in things that feel like shit, like the struggle of slogging it out Monday to Friday, nine to five, being miserable, living to the weekend, all that bullshit that society has said is normal is so not normal. It's the fucking opposite of normal. We have been conditioned to believe that the struggle is a sign of being a hard worker and those who have ease and freedom are lazy. Like we live in a society that glorifies the struggle, that makes it normal to wake up on a Monday and wish it was the weekend. We have been sold this template of what a normal life is meant to look like. And I completely reject that template. And I have ever since I was 23 years old. And since then, I have been in search of a life that rejects the societal norm of struggle and have been working my way into a life of freedom and ease and abundance and working hard in a way that feels authentic to me not working hard in a way that society deems as working hard. And it is so sad that the conditioning that we all receive and that so many of us have imprinted within us is that struggle is a part of life. And I'm not saying that hard times don't happen. Of course, hard times fucking happen. But to live a life that is defined by struggle is not normal and it is not okay And for so many people, this is so imprinted in them that going against this feels almost impossible and it feels wrong. And this is where the healing and nervous system regulation part of taking a leap of faith is so important. I cannot express how much better my life has gotten and how much happier I am just knowing that whenever I feel out of alignment, I have the ability to get up and change it. We need to understand that the struggle that we have been sold is not our story. It doesn't have to be your story. You have 100% permission to disconnect from that story. You have 100% permission to be the cycle breaker in your family. You have permission to do different from what everyone else around you is doing. You have permission to not want what everyone else wants or live a life that people want you to live. You have permission to live a life of joy, freedom, and ease in whatever industry, in whatever it is you want to do, and you have permission to go out and chase that life and make it happen, even if people don't understand what you are doing. No matter how scary it feels to take the leap to move into a life that is more aligned with you, it is much scarier to stay in a life that is not in alignment, that doesn't feel good, that you wake up every day wishing things were different. When we move into a life of alignment, a life that honors our unique truth, our unique needs, everything gets easier. We feel so good about waking up every day. We feel excited. Things come to us easier. Freedom, ease, abundance. And we become a vibrational match for everything else in this world that honors our needs as well when we stuff down our needs, when we continue to stay in situations which do not serve us, and then we are only a vibrational match for other things that reject our needs as well. If you tell your body, your soul, your heart that its desires and its needs aren't important, then your life will reflect a life that says the same thing. We cannot create a life of freedom, joy, ease, and alignment If we wake up every day and continue to make decisions or stay in situations that do not prioritize our joy and ease and freedom, everything in our life is a vibration. Everything is energy. If we want our life to reflect an existence, which puts our aligned and unique needs first, we need to take the inspired action to make the decisions which take us away from the things that no longer serve us. And yes, in that there is healing, there is growth, there is personal development, all of this plays into it. And it's a very important reminder that working on yourself to peel back the layers of what is no longer in alignment with you or what is not at your truth or what has been imprinted and conditioned into you is just a vital part of life. When we aren't living in alignment, our intuition sends us subtle nudges every so often. We all know the feeling, you know, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. I don't like this. Something feels off about this situation. We should probably change this. Whatever it is to you. We all know that little nudge is the voice that is guiding us to what needs to change in our life. And that little voice will get louder and louder and louder until you listen to it. And I heard this analogy once where it's like the universe. So I feel like when our intuition is trying to talk to us and we're not hearing it, it like gives a call to the universe and it says, hey, universe, she's not getting this right now. So we need to step it up. So at first, they'll throw little rocks at you trying to get you to change something. Then they'll throw bigger rocks at you. And then all of a sudden, if nothing changes, boom, the big boulders come down and you are literally forced out of a situation. You are forced to heal something that is happening within you. You are forced into the direction that you need to go in. And being forced into it is usually means the road is a bit harder to navigate than if you had listened to your intuition in the first place. Some of the most common boulders that the universe throws at you occur within the physical body. When something is out of alignment, when we need to heal something, when there is something within us that is stopping us from moving forward, that is impacting our ability to live in alignment, the physical body begins to respond. We get sick. Certain body parts that are related to different emotions and different mindsets begin to get sore. Chronic pain, disease. this is such an important message that begins to occur when things are out of alignment for you. And unfortunately, because of the society that we have grown up in, instead of listening to these messages, a lot of people just silence them. Medication, some sort of symptomatic treatment, which is important to improve your quality of life. But unless you listen to the actual root cause message that's underneath the pain and understand what is out of alignment, the pain within the body will continue. It'll come up in a different place. For me, when things are out of alignment, I chronically overthink. My mental health takes a huge toll. I feel anxious. I feel like I'm in fight or flight all the time. And that's when I know that I've been ignoring my intuition for too long. The thing is, as kids, We were silenced when we knew something without proof. As children, we are so intuitive and tapped in because society and conditioning have not affected us yet. But if we knew something without the facts, if we saw something, if we just talked about something that we had no proof about, most of the time our elders around us would tell us we were making it up or they'd ridicule us. So as adults, so many people have been disconnected from their intuition because they have been programmed to believe and to think that it doesn't have truth or that it's silly or it's got no factual basis underneath it. And unless you've gone through a process of relearning and trusting that voice when you hear its little nudges, you'll keep suppressing it because the logical mind says it's not safe to listen, it's not safe to hear, but our intuition is our most important guide The intuition is this feeling, it's like a real body feeling, it's a deep knowing, it's a gentle and loving voice that nudges you in the direction that you need to go in versus the voice of your ego, which can be quite aggressive, it can be fear-based, and it usually can say things that are pretty unkind, so it keeps us stuck because its main duty is to keep us safe. And the interesting thing that happens is if we're not tuned into our intuition when it tells us to do a certain thing our logical mind will come up with a hundred different reasons why we shouldn't do that thing it'll make you feel like that idea from your intuition is the dumbest thing that you could ever do and it's completely unsafe now what I will say is we can't demonize the ego because it's a part of us and every single part of us is divine And it is duty is to protect us. So it is trying to keep us safe when it stops us from listening to our intuition. But this is where healing and nervous system regulation is so important because it's through that work that you learn to identify the different voices in your head, identify what is keeping you safe and what is moving you forward. And you're able to diffuse and disempower the ego quiet the mind and listen to the intuition so you can take your steps forward our intuition isn't always going to guide us to what is easy but it will guide us to what is right for us and it's usually the areas of our life where we feel the most resistance this conversation the action the decision that we mo- that we feel the most fear around doing is the place that we need to start looking or diving into to take a leap of faith to create change in our life and It's not always going to be an action either. It might be a belief system that's holding you back, a certain emotion, a behavior, your health, certain situations or patterns that need to be healed in order for you to move forward and grow and change. And for me, what I have learned about my leaps of faith is that prior to the need for a leap happening, for change to happen, is I begin to feel stagnant. I begin to feel stuck. And I know that this is my intuition telling me it's time to change. It's my subconscious going, okay, I'm bored here. I'm ready to evolve. And I ignore that feeling for a long time when I quit that job at 23. And because I stuffed down that first more gentle feeling of stagnation, that turned into severe anxiety and depression. And it got so bad that I had no choice to listen to it. I used to have this repeated pattern of ignoring the feeling of being stagnant and like waiting for it to get louder. So I had more proof that it was exactly like that I needed to make a change. But now I have learned that this initial feeling of stagnation is like a gentle message that things need to change. And if I ignore it, then things are going to get worse and worse and worse. And I'm going to have to dig myself out of some hole when I finally decide to or get forced out of a situation. Now, for me, in the situation that I'm in now, when I started feeling a bit stuck and stagnant with the programs that I was offering with like the breadth of things that I was putting out into the world, I knew that if I didn't listen to it there and then, and I didn't ask the universe to lead me to what I needed to do and what my decision was, I would have attracted clients that were out of alignment with me. I would have received stagnation in my income. I would have begun feeling resentment and I would have been living out of alignment. And I would have had to go backwards and undo all of that so I could move forward and take the leap and make the decision that I should have done at first. And when you begin to feel stuck, Sometimes you're not always gonna know what you need to do next. Sometimes it's gonna be you just feel stuck and sitting in this feeling, it's feeling kind of shit, you're rejecting the feeling when really it's a really important message to be deciphered. It's your body, it's your subconscious telling you it is time to mix things up. It's time to put in the work. And if you have no idea what your decision is or what needs to happen, Take being stuck as an invitation from your body to go deeper into your internal world. It's time to clear out whatever is holding you back. It's time to make space for new energies, ideas, opportunities, and ideas that are, that are trying to enter your field. And when we feel stuck, we can really relate it to a feeling of like being heavy and clouded and confused. And this is directly related to our body, mind, and spirit being full of old dense energies. We need to disconnect and cut the energetic cords holding us to our past so we can move forward into the future. And just like I kind of said before, I've usually found myself and with my client, there are two categories that people fall into when they're feeling stuck. So the first one is feeling stuck and knowing what you need to do, but being too afraid to do it. And category two is feeling stuck, but having no idea what to do about it. And with both, both options, the process of moving into that next step is the same. It's clearing, healing, and evolving. We either need to clear space so new energies can come in or clear old traumas, conditioning, and energy so that the fear and dysregulation around the action required can occur. Whether you are in A or B, or maybe even a mixture of both, I know I've been there before, This position is an energetic invitation from your higher self to move through a period of healing and recalibration. It's not the time to go out and trial and error a hundred different things to get you unstuck. It is about going within, clearing the layers and listening to your higher self, listening to your intuition, opening yourself up for divine guidance so that from there you can make your next move. And there are so many ways to answer this energetic invitation to go within. Clearing old traumas and past challenging experiences, becoming aware of the patterns and sabotages you're stuck in and clearing those. A lot of the time, it's clearing generational trauma and past life trauma. For me, this was such a big one. Getting out of the energy that has been passed down through my generational lineage that imprints a lot of fear and the need to control. And also for me, working in my past lives to clear wounding around speaking my truth, utilizing my gifts. And I have found with my clients that these two things usually propel them so much into their next stage, into their next evolution, but it's often things that really are not talked about that much. There's like general clearing and rebalancing of the energetic body, working out, working with the chakras and clearing them out and all the layers of the multidimensional self physical body work, detoxification, connection with spirit, quantum healing. Like there is so many ways that you can go deep within yourself to clear out what no longer serves you so you can begin calling in the energy and being a vibrational match to what it is that you need to do next. Alchemizing the dense, low vibrational energies within your field and creating space for the new energies that are in alignment with what you desire. All of these practices and modalities unlock clarity. Clarity, the thing that everyone is searching for when really you don't need to find it. You just need to hear it within yourself. Clarity is something that we feel when we take the time to clear all the fragments within our field all the energetic fragments that we collect from others, which are not ours. And if you think about it, if everything is energy and we are interacting with so many different energies every single day, people, places, things, words, thoughts, tangible objects, like we are connecting with different energies every single day. And those fragments are hanging around in your aura. If you're never clearing your energy, Those fragments of external energetic frequencies are going to block and cloud your own authentic energy, your own authentic truth. Clarity has become this like really elusive thing. So many people on the search for clarity, thinking that they're going to find it in external people, places, or things. Now, external things can help clear your energy so you can hear your clarity, but it is not something to be found. Clarity is your unique truth unfiltered with nothing clouding it. It is the voice of your higher self. It is the divine guidance that lives within the innate intelligence within us. For me, I access clarity when I am living in a space of energetic neutrality. When I know that my aura and my environment has been cleared of the fragments of others And I can sit in silence and connect and hear with my unique truth. Everything is energy. Clarity is an energetic vibration that we need to attune to. This means we need to think about the way we move through the world and through our own energetic health. And I'm just going to go through briefly now, like a couple of things that you really need to consider when thinking about accessing the clarity that lives within you. Okay. So if everything is energy, Think about your home and environment, your physical home. Is it full of like old stuff, dead plants, old clothes, like cupboards and drawers full of shit? All of that holds an energetic frequency. If our home is cluttered, our car, our office is cluttered with old stuff, it's a really dense energetic vibration that doesn't allow for spaciousness. It doesn't allow anything new in. Think about how good you feel after doing a spring clean. That is the byproduct of removing old energies and creating all this spaciousness for new energies to come in. Our phone, like how much information we're taking in all the time. Think about how much time you're spending on your phone, on social media. Like for me, I found that when I am trying to access clarity, and over the past few weeks, I've had to limit my screen time so much because as a reflector, as an empath, as someone with a very open energy field, every time I went on Instagram, I was receiving and taking on the energies of other people and other people in my field. So when I'm trying to sit down and get creative, I feel that I'm drawn to what other people are doing and I'm confused and I don't know what is actually my unique offering and my unique truth. Because my mind is cluttered with the energetic fragments of others. So by reducing my screen time and unfollowing people who really don't serve me, I found it so much easier to hear my own creativity and really just step into the ideas that are unique to me and represent and honor the wisdom and gifts that I have within me. I know people who when they're going through a period of change or when they need to get clarity, they do a full information cleanse where they don't listen or follow or read any self-help books, any loud like um, informative podcast. They just completely come into their own space and spend so much time listening to themselves in their own aura without the influence of any other energetic fragments or information so they really have the time and space to hear with full clarity and at full volume their unique truth their higher self their intuition so they are making decisions that are in alignment with them And I think that is such a powerful move to make as well. The other thing that I've been really focusing on the moment as well is my physical body. Everything that we put into our body has a vibration. Our body is the vessel by which we receive divine guidance. And if the body is not nourished, if it's in a state of fight or flight because it's full of toxins, if we're not detoxifying and drinking water and eating nourishing food, then the last priority of our body is going to be to receive divine guidance or download information or hear the intuition because it's too busy literally trying to survive. So I have been really focusing on drinking filtered water, detoxifying my body, eating really nourishing foods so that I know that my body is fully primed and stable and feels safe to receive the information that I need. And I know that information is going to come through to me clearly and at a full body level. The other part of this as well is like our habits. Now having practices that clear energy are absolutely mandatory for me and also mandatory for all my clients. So What practices do you do that get you into stillness, that allow you to hear the voice of your own unique self? How often do you silence the logical mind through meditation, through yoga nidra, through practices that really um, prioritize stillness? How often do you cleanse your energy using sound or smoke tools like sage and palo santo or crystals How often are you grounding and earthing into mother nature and allowing that vibration to cleanse you and detoxify you and clear off all of the fragments that don't belong to you? Exercise is one of my favorite ways to shift energy and to clear energy that is stagnant in my body. Whenever I'm exercising, I always receive epic downloads, great ideas like huge realizations and light bulb moments on things because all that moving and sweating is detoxifying my body and shifting old stagnant energy so that new energy can come in. This concept of clarity is something that is often overlooked because a lot of us are taught that we have to find clarity, but really through committing to our physical health and energetic health, we are clearing our energy and giving ourselves the best opportunity possible to hear what needs to be heard. We are able to really take the time and be an open channel and create this beautiful foundation to be in a constant state of receiving. Since taking this leap of faith, so the way that the algorithm works for me the way that it happened this time is I started feeling that kind of nudge of stagnation of feeling stuck thoughts were kind of fluttering around about changing things up but I still really didn't know what the next move was to get through this so I asked the universe for support I asked my spirit team to for support I said to them lead me to what is going to give me clarity After a few weeks, I was led to a new healer and another course that I had been doing. And then through that work, it dropped in. You have to close your bookings. That's all I knew. But I took that next step. Now, just before doing that, I had to really be aware of the limiting beliefs that came up, the fears that came up. I had to notice what was happening within my nervous system. Obviously my body was going, where the fuck are you going to get money from? What are you doing? How long is it going to go for? Blah, blah, blah. So I had to do the due diligence to get all of that in a stable position. Then I made I made the decision to close my bookings. And now I'm in the next phase, the recalibration phase, where I still don't know what's coming next. So instead of trying to find it and force myself to find it, I have been engaging in all the practices that I just said above, giving myself the opportunity to have the clearest energy as possible. So making sure my house is clean, looking after my physical health, cleansing my energy every single day through meditation, through different practices so that my channel is as clear and as open as possible. Now, It doesn't mean that this period isn't somewhat difficult for me sometimes. It definitely is. But I know it's not going to be made any easier by me freaking myself out or trying to fill my mind with information that might bring an idea. I'm really trying to keep an open, clear energy and have as much pure energy as I can So when those ideas do drop in, I know they are on the money and I know they are unique to me and I know they are creating the foundation for what needs to come next. After many years of taking leaps and leaps of faith, it has definitely got easier to do because with every period of transition and change, I have done the healing work and the nervous system work to reprogram my subconscious beliefs and behavior and to support these decisions rather than sabotage them. I think that so many individuals who are navigating change and transition in their life, they can't understand why they are stuck or why they can't access their clarity or why they keep sabotaging themselves. And it's because it's due to an energetic block or wound that needs to be healed. Our subconscious controls 95% of our lives. Our subconscious mind is developed from the ages of zero to seven years old. So the part of our brain that controls pretty much every single bit of our life was developed from the ages of zero to seven. The way that our parents saw the world, the environment that we grew up in, the things that happened at school, the people around us, the information that we were taking in, we were like little sponges between the ages of zero to seven. So if the subconscious is holding sabotage programs, energetic blocks, conditioning, imprinting around change, transition, intuition, struggle, lack, scarcity, abundance, all of these things, then any attempt to change, take a leap of faith, hear the voice of the intuition will be blocked or sabotaged. With each change that I make in my life, I am presented with different limiting beliefs and subconscious wounds that need to be healed to take me into my next chapter. It is in the reprogramming of the subconscious that we can connect with the voice of the future, then constantly listen to the voice of the past. Now, change is the only constant in our life. As humans, we are made to change and evolve and grow. If you're feeling a block to change, if you're feeling really stuck and stagnant, if you feel like you can't take the next step to what it is that you need to do, there is nothing wrong with you. You're just being led to a subconscious wound, a past life wound, a generational wound that needs to be cleared and understood so that you can move forward. Any block that you feel in your life, anywhere that you feel dis-ease or disharmony is an invitation. It's an important message for you that there's something in your internal world that needs to be recalibrated and healed. And it's up to you to answer that and lean into it so you can move forward, so you don't have to be stuck. And when I begin to feel the nudge of stagnation, I always ask the question, please lead me to what is going to support me in this transition. Please lead me to what I need to do to move into this next chapter. Please show me What is the first thing I need to heal and transmute to take me through this change and allow it to be presented to you? It might be money, it might be belief systems, it might be relationships, certain thoughts, behaviors, your health. Allow the universe, your spirit team, your body to bring into your field and make you aware of what needs to change. You're not always going to know what the leap of faith is. You're not always going to know the decision, but with the right questions and an open mind, you will be led to whatever it is, is going to bring you further and further into alignment. That's the thing you have to remember. When you are getting yourself into alignment, anything that you do to get closer towards that is so innately supported by the universe and by your team and by your intuition and your higher self. Alongside the healing of the subconscious, we need to address the nervous system. Now, in healing the subconscious, we also address the nervous system, but I want to talk about it as a separate point because I feel that I feel that this topic is quite unglamorous and you won't usually see it addressed in like mainstream manifestation practices. It's much easier to sell a leap of faith that looks sexy and like a beautiful vision board board, rather than like a leap of faith with a side of nervous system regulation. So as I said before, the body is the vessel for divine guidance. Within that body is our nervous system. If your nervous system is in fight, flight, or freeze mode, its last priority when trying to survive and is in survival mode is not clarity, intuition, or divine guidance. That type of information is not accessible when your body literally just wants to survive. So there's three parts to this. Part one, healing nervous system dysregulation from the past. So this is something I've been working on so much with my clients at the moment. Their nervous system at some stage in their life experienced turbulence during a period of transition or they grew up in an environment where there was a lot of turbulence and stress around change, the concept of change and transition and growth is really stressful for that nervous system. So anytime they go to take a leap of faith or even think about taking a leap of faith, their body moves into free state, it goes into fight or flight, and it sabotages any attempts to move forward. So we've had to go back in time, pinpoint those moments where the nervous system created a trigger around change and talk to it and say, hey, nervous system, you know, I'm not that 13-year-old girl anymore. I'm not five years old anymore. This protection mechanism that you used to keep me safe back then, I actually don't need it anymore. I have evolved from that and things are so different now. But thank you so much for being there for me and keeping me safe back then, but I let this go now. The subconscious doesn't know that you're not that 17-year-old person anymore or that you're not that five-year-old anymore. It just feels the trigger of change. It feels that same trigger that they experienced back at that earlier age And it automatically goes into protection mode to protect you from something that previously created instability in your life. So if your nervous system and subconscious is not primed to love change or it automatically shuts down or goes into fight or flight during change, it's gonna be very difficult to move forward. So healing that part of you is a really important priority. The second part is healing an unregulated nervous system in the present. You cannot hear your intuition if your nervous system is just trying to make it through each day. If you have a stressful environment, if your work is really stressful, your home, your relationship, you're a new, you're a new parent, like your body is not healthy, your health, um, your physical health or your mental health is under stress, or your life is just full of stresses and you're walking through each day feeling very activated and very stressed and you're in this constant state of fight or flight, your poor body and nervous system does not want to take a leap of faith right now. It's not ready. Now, I'm not saying you can't take a leap of faith. I'm saying that the most important thing you need to do right now is address your nervous system, address your environment, Find the support to create stability in your life. Address what it is in your life that causes your nervous system to dysregulate and address that thing first. Ask for the support. Universe, spirit guides, please lead me to what I need to regulate my nervous system. Please show me the way to the resources, the people, the places, the things that are gonna put my nervous system in the right place so that I can change my life, so that I can move forward, so that I can find a place of stability, so I can hear my intuition, so I can hear my divine guidance. Ask this open-ended question and allow divine guidance to take you there. So if this is something that's kind of ringing a bell for you, look at what stress comes up when you first think about change, where your body tenses, and then take the steps to heal that part of you. The third part of the nervous system in this is preventing the nervous system from dysregulating during the transition of change. This is a massive one for me now that I have addressed all the other things above because I see so many coaches and people online who say, take a leap of faith, just do it. Like, it's so okay on the other side. Like, spend all your money or do this thing, leave your job, whatever. But for me, I know that if I make a decision and then after I make that decision, I completely dysregulate and go into a state of fight, fight, or f- freeze, the period in between the change and the new stuff coming in is going to be completely fucked. I won't be able to handle the change. I won't be able to enjoy the transition period. And I will create a subconscious trigger in my body that change and leaps of faith are a bad thing. And that takes me a hundred steps backwards. So before I take a leap of faith, I ask the universe, I ask my spirit team to show me that I am supported. I then also ask it to lead me and guide me to what is going to help me create a fallback in case shit hits the fan. So before I leap, I make sure I've got some sort of fallback, some sort of worst case scenario landing pad And if everything turns to shit, I've got something that I can lean on temporarily to get me out of this situation. Now, this is going to be different for everyone. For me, it's never an really ideal solution because I don't want to get lazy and just fall back on it. So it does present a bit of like, "Mm, I don't really want to lean on this, but like worst case scenario, it's there if I need it. And I am always led to that. And this is really important because if you make a decision to leap out of something, to make a change, but that decision then completely dysregulates you, anytime someone questions you about your decision or your ego comes up with fears or any really heavy thoughts arise, you're not going to be in a place of stability and ease to reframe those thoughts or hold yourself through those thoughts. Your body's just going to take those thoughts or that questioning as truth and say, oh, look, you've made the wrong decision. That's why this is happening. And you're either going to go back to what you did before, or it's going to be really difficult for you to hear the guidance of what you need to take next. Now, even with all of this covered, there, of course, is going to be still discomfort. This is all a part of stepping out of the comfort zone. And this is why having a clear why is so important. If you don't know what you want and why you want it, and you don't know how you want to feel and you don't have a goal or something you're working towards, taking a leap of faith is going to seem pretty pointless because you're thinking, why am I going to do this? Why would I disrupt my comfort zone, go through a bit of growth, go through maybe a bit of a hard time when I don't even know what I'm trying to achieve? Without a clear why, as soon as shit gets hard, it's very easy and tempting to go back to what feels familiar and easy. So having a very detailed understanding of how you want your life to look or what you want to achieve or how you want to feel and making it something that feels so exciting and so nourishing for you makes it so much easier in those moments when you're going, what the fuck am I doing? Because you know what you're working towards. For my situation at the moment, I know so clearly what the future of my business feels like. I don't know all the details, but I know the values that I live by. I know like how nourishing it's going to feel for me. I know the way that I want it to look, like the essence of it. So when I feel this desire to go back to what's familiar or just kind of throw something out there that's not in alignment with me, I come back to my why And I remember what I'm working towards. I remember my future self. I remember the energy that I'm trying to get in and I can look forward again. So what is your why? Why are you doing all of this? Why do you want to change? And a very potent question to ask yourself, which kind of gives you a bit of a reality check is what's going to happen if you never change anything? What's not going to happen? if you never change anything. If I change nothing right now, where is that going to get me? Verse, if I take this leap, what possibilities are accessible to me? What is it going to get me closer towards? So in this process of doing your healing and working on your nervous system, get super clear on your why. Write it out in detail. This ignites a feeling that makes you excited, that makes you want to leap out of bed every day and go and achieve it. It's worth more than the discomfort of going through, moving out of your comfort zone. And it has to be more than like make more money or make new friends or go on an adventure because all those goals fall really flat. That's not inspiring to me. Get detailed on the details. On the why, why is it so worth you taking this leap of faith and letting go of the familiar and stepping out of that comfort zone and look at that why every single day. Remember what you're trying to achieve. And this is such an important part of the manifesting process because it's so much easier to take the scary inspired actions such as leaving the relationship or quitting the job, changing things about the way you work or changing things in your business when you know what you're trying to manifest and how that thing is going to feel when you get there. The part that I feel like isn't talked about enough when we think about leaps of faith is the aftermath. And this is kind of what I'm going through right now. And this is the few days and weeks after you take a leap of faith, when you're existing in the void between the old and the new and things feel confusing, dark, and you may feel a little bit lost, you're mourning your old self You don't really know the way forward. You're recalibrating and you're going through this really important period of due diligence. There's a period of allowing the energies to shift and allowing yourself to bask in the change and reflect on where you have been. It's really cool to look back on your journey and the chapter you've just closed and really honor that as a sacred part of your process. And this is when divine intelligence begins to rearrange everything. So the new energies can appear in your life. Your world is shifting and restructuring and that new self is starting to emerge. And the old isn't automatically met with the new the minute after you take the leap. Sometimes it may be, but often it's not. There is work that needs to be done here. And this is why the healing and nervous system work is so important. So you can move through this time from a place of stability and have a clear mind and support yourself through anything that arises. You will experience moments of doubt, fear, sadness and frustration and those fears are not facts. They don't need a story attached to them. They need to be heard and they need to be diffused. If you don't have your nervous system safety in place, your ego will use those feelings to creep you back into your comfort zone. So when those emotions arise in the body, feel into them. Where do you feel it in your body? Place your hands over that spot. Speak to them. Ask them what they need. Ask them what age they're coming from. What are they trying to protect you from? What is this related to? Is it that you need to find extra support from a practitioner, a healer, a friend, a loved one? Do you need to up your self-care practice? Do you need to do some more healing work? Are there still some subconscious beliefs that are not fully healed or reprogrammed? Does the nervous system need more safety? If you speak to these feelings and engage with them as an external participant, rather than buying into them, you're able to decipher the message that they have for you and you can take on that next responsibility do what needs to be done and get back to that place of stability and ease. Accept these feelings. They are important messages from your body and we have to tune into them and ask what they need to be diffused. A lot of the time it's that we need some extra support, a coach, a healer or a mentor to hold us through the process, especially if it's a huge leap of faith. And that's what we're here for, to for you to lean into support. For me, During this process, fear has come up. Fear of the timeline, fear of money running out and things like that. Now, I know that that fear is related to a time when I was in a lot of debt many years ago. So when I let go of the control of money, the fear comes up to remind me that my body is feeling unsafe. So I visualize in my head that version of me who was going through the debt and I remind her that we are no longer in this situation. We have taken these leaps of faith before. It's going to be okay. It always works out for us. Here's the backup plan. I run her through everything. I allow the feeling to diffuse in my body and then I can get back to being on my path. It can feel so tempting after making a big decision or taking a leap to jump straight into figuring it out and doing this from a place of fear, anxiety, sadness, guilt, and shame. And this usually doesn't give us the answers we want and it breeds more fear, anger, and frustration. And it keeps us vibrating at the opposite frequency of the thing that we are trying to achieve. Your desire is a vibration that you need to attune to. It is a vibration that is a higher frequency than the one you're at now. But if you are acting out in a dense, lower vibrational activity, Those two things are not drawn to each other. And let me make this really clear. I'm not saying it's bad to feel any emotion. All emotions are important. All emotions are valid. I'm reinforcing that acting out from these emotions and participating in them rather than tuning into them and seeing how you can transmute them and talking to them is not doing you any favors. If you find that you can't stop acting out from these denser, lower vibrational emotions, continue acting out from them or over-identifying with them, find the support to help you out. You don't have to go through that process alone. The change you desire is a vibrational frequency, and that vibrational frequency is at a higher place than where you are currently at. So to align with it, it's important that you take time, and inspired action to step into this energy every single day. Think about your future self, the one who is living out your why, and think about how they feel, act, how they move through their day. What sort of thoughts do they think? What sort of practices do they take on? And use this time in the recalibration phase, in the aftermath, to become that future self. Your future self still wakes up every day. They engage in small micro moments, micro habits. They move through the world in between living out their purpose and best life. So you have so many opportunities to get into their energy every single day. And it can be simple as a certain practice, a morning routine, saying an affirmation, certain habits. Every time you set the intention to do something in the energy of your future self, In the energy of the individual living out your why, you are collapsing time between the old and the new. You allow the aftermath to occur much quicker and in a ease, easeful, I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to say easeful way. For me, during my transition period, at first I went through a few days of acting from fears that arose. I was trying to come up with new things. I was forcing it. I was taking in lots of new information And after a couple of days, I realized that this is not what my future self would be doing. My creativity was so blocked. I was fucking frustrated and I felt really shit about myself because I wasn't getting what I needed. So I went back to my practice. I went back to everything that I know and I decided to say, fuck it. Ask what my future self would do lean into as much joy as I could focus on this podcast because it brings me so much joy and detach from the need to figure it out. Since doing this, I feel so much more inspired. I feel drawn to things that feel good for me. My creative channel is open. I'm feeling so many ideas and things come through and I just feel so damn supported because I can hear my voice. I can hear my truth. I can hear my guides, I can hear my channel so clearly that I know that I am 100% supported during this time and it is going to work out better than I could have ever expected. A business mentor I once had said something so profound and it was asking yourself, how chill can I be in moments where life feels unstable? When you're stressing the fuck out and shit hits the fan and you don't know what the hell is going on, How can you just lean into it and say, instead of stressing my way through this situation, how chill can I be right now? How can I just lean back and be the most chill human being ever in this situation? Go against everything I've been taught and just be chill. This has been such a game changer for me because in those moments where my ego starts fluttering or my nervous system is having a little party in my head, I'm like, guys, let's just chill out for a second. How chill can we be through this? How can we much more, can we enjoy this time? How much more energy can we put into things that feel good because joy is the highest vibration. And if joy is the highest vibration and I'm trying to vibrate to a manifestation, if I'm trying to attune my vibration to a higher frequency, I may as well spend as as much time as I can in joy rather than in stress. And in the past few years, especially the past few months, I have lent so deep into my spiritual team, my guides, my archangels, my higher self, the divine, the 5D, and received so much support and guidance. And when I was tuning into my spirit guide, who is responsible for my podcast, and yes, we have guides for literally everything in our life, he said, You have to talk about us. You have to talk about your guides. You need to tell everyone that you, they need to lean into their guides for support. And it just was such a beautiful reminder for me that if you're listening to this and you hear this, it is because your spirit team is waiting for you to ask them for help. They don't just come into our lives. They need to be invited and They're just watching you move through life and they're going, hello, can you please fucking ask us a question? Can you please let us help you? And we're all walking around asking the wrong questions saying, why can't I do this? Or it's not for me, you know, instead of show me how I can do this, please show me proof that this is the right move for me. Can you please lead me to what I need? Can you show me where I need to go? Show me what I need to heal. Show me what the next decision is. These are these open-ended questions that invite in guidance and support. And these are the sorts of questions your spirit guides are literally waiting for you to ask. You have a whole team assigned to every portion of your life who are not bound by the human experience. They have so much guidance and help you to move through this life. Everyone has them. No one is exempt from their spirit guides and they are the best. And, you know, I used to hesitate talking about this on my Instagram page because I'm like, oh, what if people think I'm a fucking weirdo? Or what if people who knew me before I got into this work just think I'm crazy? And now I just could not care less because I asked my guides about everything, They help me so much and I feel so supported by them all the time. And before I knew how to channel and connect with them, I would seek out people who were spirit channels, who could connect with them, who could relay me the information that they have for me. They have so many tools and resources available to you that answer your questions and have the answers that your conditioned human mind could possibly not come up with right now. Ask them for a sign. Ask them to make it so stupidly obvious to you they are around. Give them an opportunity to help you. But if you never ask the question, you will never get the answers. You have this whole team of cheerleaders looking out for you every single moment of every single day. You have a team of spiritual beings who are not limited by the physical body and the human experience who are literally designated to your success and your progression and your happiness. How fucking epic is that? This is all a practice. Faith, trust, and surrender, it's a practice. It gets easier every single time that you do it. It's a muscle that needs to be strengthened. We don't live in a world that supports intuition, faith, trust, surrender into the unknown. This is something that we have to build up ourselves. Many of our parents and grandparents did not grow up in a world where this concept of just surrendering to other unknown and trusting in the unknown was safe we have been conditioned to believe that this behavior is unsafe it is reckless like it's not right it's not innately available to us available to us from day one on this earth to jump into the unknown and surrender so it's something that you have to take the time and the courage to do yourself The more times you lean into surrender and trust, the more leaps of faith you can take and allow the process to be beautiful and joyous and exciting, the easier it becomes. The more that you can reach to your spirit team, to the divine for support, the more that you can prioritize healing what no longer serves you and being guided to what needs to change in your life, the easier it becomes. As I said earlier, because I've done this so many times, my subconscious no longer associates change with fear. It's been programmed to associate this action of trusting the unknown as something that brings success and joy into my life. And it doesn't mean I don't experience the duality or fear that comes from doing this, but it means I'm much more equipped to handle it and disempower it. The more that you can commit to your healing, to your upgrades, to regulating your nervous system and supporting yourself with an environment that lifts you up and inspires you to change, the easier and easier it gets. The more that you can prioritize joy as a magnetizing vibration, the more you live in a state of magnetism for what you desire. If it's your first time taking a leap of faith, yes, it's going to feel pretty fucking scary. But if you can take the time to follow this algorithm, this formula that I have given you, if you can ask for support and wait for it to arrive, if you can lean into the divine, you will be held through the process. You will get through the process. Anything that you do to honor your needs and bring you closer with what makes your heart happy is the right decision. You do not have to stay in an existence or in anything which does not serve you. You came to have a joyous, happy life, doing all of the things that you desire. Go beyond the limitations of the human experience. Allow yourself to experience the magic that comes from trusting in the divine and from taking leaps into the unknown. Life is not meant to be this boring structured template where everyone does the same shit. The beauty of life comes in the surprise. Be brave enough to break the cycles that you're stuck in. Be brave enough to be the cycle breaker in your family. Be brave enough to do differently than what everyone around you is doing. Take the time to get into your own energy to clear the energetic fragments which do not serve you to heal the shit that is keeping you stuck in the past so you can make the decisions that honor your unique truth. If I hadn't taken that leap of faith when I was 23 and continued leaping and healing and growing and trusting, I would be stuck behind that fucking computer, commuting three hours a day, miserable, living a life that I was not destined for and simply just dreaming of the life that I want to have instead of working towards it and living it. Your unique truth deserves to be heard. It needs to be expressed and it wants to come out for a reason. If something doesn't feel right to you, explore why. Ask the divine for advice. Ask your spirit team for advice. Ask open-ended questions. Take the word I can't out of your vocabulary and replace it with how can I? Find the people in your life who support you. Hang around with people who honor your authentic truth and move away from people that want you to be stuck and want you to do the same shit over and over again. Get into the energy of people who inspire you and lead you to break the mold and do something new and do something incredible. Every desire that you have, the life that you desire to live, the things that you wish to experience and see and do, is a vibration that you just need to attune yourself to. It is on the other side of fear. It is on the other side of resistance. It is on the other side of your comfort zone. We were not put on this earth to do the things that feel like shit and to only experience 1% of the things you think you want to experience. You are infinite. There is an infinite amount of support available to you. And you are not limited by the human experience. You are a spiritual being who incarnated on this earth as a human and you are energy. You are light. You are so much more than this physical body. Lean into the possibility of everything you desire being available to you. And when you operate from this place, life opens up for you in the most magical of ways and you will be guided to the things and the actions that are going to take you there. This is a conversation that is so near and dear to my heart. And I really hope that if you are considering taking a leap of faith, no matter how big or how small, this has been helpful to you. I wish you luck if you're about to take a leap of faith and just know that if you're doing something to pull yourself closer into alignment with what you desire, You are so held and so supported and your entire spirit team is waiting to catch you. I cannot wait to see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. All of my love. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a review and share it with your friends and family. If you'd like to connect with me, please find me on Instagram at Energia with four underscores or jump on my website www.TheEnergiaExperience.com.au I cannot wait to see you next time. I would like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land, and pay my respects to the Elders, both past and present.